0: Welcome to the Academy. This episode is about Clash Royale. Now, if you have never played the game of Clash Royale before, this episode is for you, because I know that a lot of my audience plays, Clash, or plays Brawl Stars, and Brawl Stars is definitely a fun game, but so is Clash Royale, and I'm here to teach you about some of the best decks for Arenas 1, Arenas 2, and Arenas 3, or Arena 3. Arenas of too. I can't speak. Don't judge me. Just listen to the podcast. Anyway, I'm also going to be teaching you guys about the game, but also helping you guys play the game because the game at first seems really complicated and then it gets super duper fun. So first thing to know about this in general. Number one, Clash Royale is a game with different cards. Now, you can form these cards into a deck of eight. These cards should have some sort of synergy. Now, each of these cards have a certain amount of health. They also deal a certain amount of damage, have a certain amount of speed, and then some cards have bonus abilities, like if when they attack something, it slows it it down, or when they die, it drops a bomb, or um, they can shoot from really far away. All that kind of stuff. So, the cards that are in Arena 1, the Arena 1 cards, are the cards you get as you start. And you can create any deck with these cards. I think there's 8 cards, so you have to use all the cards. Um, and the deck and the cards are going to be arrows, which is a spell card. Now, spell cards you can place anywhere on the map. And spell cards are usually used to kill troop cards. Now, arrows would be used to kill lots of troops. Let's say there's a lot of skeletons. There's a card. It's called the Skeleton Army. And the Skeleton Army costs three elixir. I'll explain elixir in a second. Your arrows would be used onto the Skeleton Army to kill all the skeletons. Now, let me explain both elixir and towers. Elixir. Every, uh, I think it's 1.2 seconds or so, Every 1.2 seconds, you gain one elixir. Now, you can use this elixir to play down different cards. You can play spells, you can play troops, and you can play buildings. These cards all use elixir. So any card you want to play costs a certain amount of elixir. Now, usually the more either powerful or the higher health and the higher speed and that kind of stuff, the card is, the higher the elixir. So a card, let me give you an example. There's a card called Skeletons. Now, these are just three Skeletons with a very small health. And that's only one Elixir. There's also a card card called Golem. And now Golem, or Golem, is a very high health card. Now, I have a level 10 Golem. And currently at level 10, it has 4,672 hit points, which is health. Now, the Skeletons... I have level 11 skeletons, which is even higher level. Each of them only has 81 hit points. So they all have very low hit points because they cost low elixir. And the ones with higher hit points usually cost higher elixir. And there are some cards with high hit points that cost low elixir. For example, the knight. The knight is one of the first starting cards uh, in the game. You start out... By getting the knight. Now the knight, at a higher level, has a lot of health, and it can be used to take damage from other troops, while you play troops that deal more damage than the knight behind it, so that they can damage the troops. Uh, let's say let's 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 make this an analogy. Let's say it's like it's like real life. You're in a battle. You're in a battle with something. Now you can just battle, or you're you have a Let's say a pistol, and they have a pistol. Or you have a you have a bow and arrow, and they have a bow and arrow. Let's say Nerf bow and arrow. Let's keep this keep this PG. You, both of you guys have Nerf bow bow and arrows right now. You can use a bit of energy, right? And let's say you've been eating sugar, so you're getting more energy every second. You can use a bit of energy to carry over a big block or a big a big uh, something to block you, and then you can. Hit them with your Nerf bow from behind the block so that now when they try to hit you, it'll hit the block. But let's say the block is very flimsy. So after five hits, the block might break. But in that time, you've hit them five or six times. And then after seven hits, they go down and you win and you've only been hit once. That's the same thing with this. So cards with more health should be played usually in the front, right? So they can block... Cards that have less health but might be able to deal more damage. There are also things called counters. Now, counters are things that will usually stop a card. So let's say you play the knight, for example. What you want to play is something that the knight both cannot hit and that deals a lot of damage. Now, the only thing that the knight can't hit is something called the minions. Now, the minions three elixirs, similar to the knight, and they're actually flying. They're in the air. So they can only be hit by either things that are flying, or things like the archers, which are also in the starting, or the musketeer, which again is in the starting. They can also be hit with spells. But, air troops, air units, cannot be hit by only ground units, such as the knight. So if you want to defend against knight and someone plays it right at the front, you can play minions to kill it. You can also play the Mini P.E.K.K.A. Now the Mini P.E.K.K.A. Has about a medium amount of health. It doesn't have too much. But it deals a lot of damage. It deals. For me. I have relatively high level Mini P.E.K.K.A. It's at level 11. And it deals almost 750 damage. Now at a lower level. Mini P.E.K.K.A. I would assume deals about 400 damage. Which is a lot. That can probably two shot a knight. So you can either play an air troop like the minions, and then use the giant, which is the highest elixir card in the first eight, to play in front so that when the giant gets across, the opponent will attack the giant, while your minions can either defend the things that are attacking the giant or attack the opponent. Now, a final thing to explain before we get into uh, a little bit more strategy. Both people have three towers. Two of them are called princess towers. Now, they are on the right and the left for both you and your opponent. Your princess towers get higher health the more they level up, and I'll explain leveling up in a second. Your princess towers will help you defend by shooting arrows and attacking the opponent's troops as they cross the bridge. But your opponent's princess towers will also do the same thing. Your goal is to destroy the princess towers and eventually the king tower to win the game. And the first person to do that, while also not having their own princess and king towers destroyed, wins. If you have destroyed one princess tower and they have destroyed two, you will lose because they have destroyed more towers than you. These towers are usually represented as things called crowns. So if you destroy two princess towers, you could also say I got two crowns. Now, every time you win a game, you get a certain amount of trophies. Those trophies range from about 24 on the on the very low end and on the very high end, about 39. Usually you'll get somewhere in the range of 28 to 32. But on very rare occasions, you'll get low or high amounts of trophies. Those trophies will boost you through the game. And usually your progress is measured in trophies. These trophies are not like, I won a race, I get a trophy, but they're more like, um, I have this counter of how many uh, units of winning I have. Oh, I've won six times, I have about 180 trophies, right? Oh, that, that's, so now I know, oh, that I won about six times, right? So once you get higher, you can use your trophies to measure your skill level based on other players, now, finally, for this episode, I'm going to be talking just about some, um, a little bit more basic decks for the second and third arenas. So, you can get through the first arena by just playing off your instincts. Now, you don't have to use these more complicated strategies, but I'm just going to say some of the counters. If somebody plays a minions, what you should try to do is hit those minions with an arrows. They're the same cost, and then you destroy them without them attacking your tower. Um, if somebody plays a musketeer, especially if they play it near their tower, what you want to do is try to hit the tower. Excuse me, hit the tower with both a fireball. Hit the tower with a fireball, but also hit the musketeer with a fireball. So try to align it where the fireball both hits the tower and the musketeer. What you also want to do is shoot the spell slightly in front of where they are, where the troop is, so that it'll hit because the troop is moving forward. And the spell will not move depending where the troop is. If somebody plays a giant, I would suggest either playing mini P.E.K.K.A. or minions. But you could also play both. There's something called a counter push where when someone plays cards in an order, let's say they play a giant and a minions, right, together. That is called a push. That's a push forward to destroy your tower. If you defeat that push before it deals damage to your tower... You can add more cards to your defense against that push. Let's say you put a mini Pekka down against the giant and archers down. You can also add maybe a musketeer, and that is called a counter push. You destroyed their push, and then you used your defense units and maybe adding a few more units to try to destroy their tower. Mini Pekka and musketeer are very vital for counter pushes and large damage on towers in low arenas, so use those cards very wisely now we're going to move on to the next arenas which are going to be goblin stadium and actually we'll, we'll, we'll stop at arena we'll stop at arena two goblin stadium and bone pit so goblin stadium has spear goblins goblins and goblin cage goblin cage is the first building you're going to see and buildings are usually stationary objects stationary items they usually attack right and then when they're destroyed, they're gone. Some buildings have special mechanics, and Goblin Cage is one of them. It has a set amount of health, and, and that health slowly goes away until it has zero. And when the cage breaks, a Goblin Brawler comes out. Now, that Goblin Brawler is going to be very, very useful for defense. If there is a giant coming towards you, I would recommend using the Goblin Cage and trying to place it in the middle of your two towers i would say about uh let's say let's say let's say seven or eight tiles in front or maybe maybe nine tiles in front of your king tower so if you put the goblin in pretty much in the middle of the king tower and then move it nine or ten tiles around there what you think is probably about the middle of your arena middle of your side leaning a little bit one tile to the side of where the giant is coming from the giant will walk over to your building and will start attacking it. And that building will be used as a shield so that your tower and other troops can attack your giant. Or can attack their giant, excuse me. Both goblins and spear goblins can be used as defensive, low elixir units against air units, such as minions. Now we're going to move on to Arena 2, which is a little more complicated. Um, there's, there, there are now cards such as skeletons, skeleton army, and uh, tombstone. Tombstone is a building, and it uh, spawns singular skeletons every few seconds until it breaks, and then it spawns four skeletons, and the the tombstone is gone. This is the arena where you really get swarm-countering troops. So a swarm is a large group of... Of usually small health troops. That an example of that is skeleton army. The skeleton army has um I think uh, fifteen skeletons. And an easy way to counter that is with the three new cards that you have seen other than the skeleton based cards in the Bone Pit Arena. Those three cards are gonna be Bomber, Valkyrie, and Baby Dragon. Baby Dragon is has a good amount of health, it is for 4 elixir, and it is flying, and it shoots a fireball that hits multiple units, also known as splash damage. Splash damage means that it can attack one unit, but if a unit is is behind, very close to the unit that it's attacking, it will also hit that unit, as in splashing the damage in multiple uh, very close together areas. The bomber also has splash damage, except it is a very low elixir card. The bomber is very good for counter-pushes. If you place your bomber close to your tower, as a skeleton army is approaching, the bomber will both kill the skeleton army, and if you place a card with higher health in front of the bomber, the bomber will deal immense amounts of damage to the tower if it locks onto the tower. Finally, the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie is a staple not just of uh, low arena decks, but also of higher arena decks. Valkyrie is very good and is a mix between the knight and the bomber. Um, It does splash damage, and it spins around with its axe. You can use the Valkyrie to place either in front or behind of a giant, usually behind the giant, and it will defend against any skeleton army. Once you get to Arena 2, this is one good deck. Giant, Mini Pekka, Musketeer, baby dragon uh, skeleton army knight bomber maybe minions and you can substitute um you can substitute musketeer with baby dragon you can substitute musketeer with archers and you can substitute musketeer with minions although musketeer would be the best card those are my tips and how to play the game i know this is pretty in-depth but it is still a beginner guide. It's a bit um, basic. But in future episodes, I will be going more deep into playing Clash Royale. Now, I hope you started to understand the game. Um, if you have started playing the game, if you if this helped you, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate a 5-star review. It really, really helps the podcast grow. And also, I'm starting something new. I'm going to be doing daily or episodal... Episode Is that a word? I'm not really sure. Every episode, I'm going to be doing a question on Spotify. So, what you'll see is in the description of the Spotify episode. <coughs> you can go a Spotify. You don't need an account. You don't need to pay money. You can just go into Spotify, and you can answer a question. And uh, my last episode's question was, What is your favorite brawler and brawl stars? But this que- this episode's question is going to be, What's your favorite card so far in clash royale right so even if you just started playing i would really hope that you would take my advice and um if it seems a bit complicated at first i'd recommend listening to it again there's also very good websites such as deckshop.pro and that's a great website to both create your decks and learn some stats there Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helped you get better at Clash Royale, and hopefully, maybe even just start playing and enjoying the game. And I will see you in the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. Goodbye. And boom. Oh, you thought it was over, but actually, it's not. I'm just gonna say this one more time. Um, I really hope you guys join my clan. That's that's something I didn't mention. I didn't mention that because I'm like, do baba to be. So. My clan, I'll put it in the description. Go ahead, check the description. It takes you three seconds. If you if you can join my clan, go ahead, do it. Just do it. Just for fun. Don't need to be competitive. But my clan, it is called... It's it's such a great clan. It's it's the best clan. The most amazing clan. The most fun clan, honestly. It's it's the... It's just... It really is... Really, really is the best clan. It is called Burning Champs. Um, we are... Super fun, super active. Uh, we have, Honestly, right now, we have four people online. We're just a great clan. Go ahead, join. Just do it. Just press the link, join. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening, and for real now, goodbye.